Welcome back to Comic Talk. I'm Nick Torch. I'm Josh Fantastic. And we are Omega Level. Omega Level. Omega Level. Omega Level. Omega Level. Omega Level. Yeah, we don't need we don't need all. We're good. I, I feel like the viewer really <laughs> likes that. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for, for tuning in. All that support. Love it. Oh, Jeff. It. Not. Sorry about the other day. Forgive me. Yeah, I'm not sorry. I don't like you. I like you. Like even less now, actually. Okay, let's get to and, the uh, thick and of even it. less now. <laughs> Every second, <laughs> even less, even less. So as you can see from our setups right here, this week we are going to be discussing the new Martian Manhunter series, which is only two issues, two in. issues in, and it is pretty fantastic, honestly. I mean, you could say it's Josh fantastic. You could, but why would you? It's a waste of oxygen. Yeah, you, you shouldn't say it. You could, nope. but you shouldn't. Yep, not worth it. <laughs> so this character, if nobody knows, which I'm assuming a lot of people won't know, is Josh's favorite DC character. Is that right? That is correct. Martian Manhunter is his Martian is his of favorite. the mans. The green flesh. Mm-hmm. The green, oh, you got to go there. You got to go there. They bring out white flesh and gold flesh, and you got to bring up the green, fle green flesh. Okay. Yeah, they, they kind of pepper in a little bit of, uh, a little bit of prejudice. A little bit, Not even yeah. a little, like a lot of bit of prejudice throughout this uh this series, which was uh, interesting, I guess. In a way. I mean, it's cool that they can touch on that in comics and that it's just, it's relevant. You know, it's unfortunate that it has to stay relevant. <laughs> unfortunately, it is very relevant. Yes, yeah. yes. Unfortunately, it is very relevant. But I do like that they touch on him in the human world, obviously. That, that was really cool. Over John Jones. Mm -hmm. Instead of John Jones. <laughs> one, thing I'm not, one thing I'm not super clear about, like, did he take someone else's life? That was already named John Jones, or did he come to Earth and create John Jones? And Diane has known his partner. Diane has known the actual Manhunter as John Jones this whole time. For this series, it's hard to say whether yeah, or not because they, they. She said, "I was there when you buried your wife. Mm -hmm. I've known you on the force for so many years." Mm -hmm. So did he just take a face? Because they mentioned when they in the second issue about how on his own planet, are you going to go back to that Earth and take somebody else's life? Right. Because they said that. Mm -hmm. They take somebody else's identity. So I'm thinking that the real John Jones is dead and that he has just taken the place of a fallen human. You know, that's the that's the person right. that he decided to be like, okay, I'll just fill in the blank. I don't know, like, was able to hide the death of the John Jones so he could just kind of step in and deal with what he's going to deal with. But I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a good question. Reminds me of the CW Supergirl show. They did something similar to that. He takes over Hank Henshaw, who is Cyborg Superman. He takes over his identity and becomes him as John Jones. So it, like, it reminds me of that, like um, that character died and he took on his like his entire persona and, be, and like sort of living his life. So that's pretty similar with what they're presenting in mm -hmm. these first two issues. Except, yeah. This, but we don't know. He's actually someone named John Jones yes, on the Earth. Yes, the actual <laughs> name of what we know, yes. <laughs> Which was pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, he's like, well, I don't have to struggle being that name. This fits in pretty well. a little different, but I mean, it just fits in, you know? Yeah, it, it works, it works. So the art style. Dude, the oh my god, the art style is incredible. This is one of my favorite art styles I have ever seen. It's incredible, dude. Incredible. It's great. It's got like a splash feeling, and it's it's Very. different. It, but at the same time, somewhat familiar. The Martian Manhunter John Jones himself looks different. Mm -hmm. He has that Very. whole Cro-Magnon forehead mm -hmm. stuff like that, uh, and that's something that he was paying respects to for the Cro first man. That Cro-Joshan forehead. Yep. Hmm. I don't know why I do this anymore. <laughs> why am I here? Why am I here? I already did two episodes. Why did I come back for a third? I mean, I thought we were like hitting platinum by day one. Is that how that works? Is that how is that how podcast works? I don't know. Are we not? Are we not diamond yet? What's going we're on? Not diamond yet. We not. We not. Have we not been heard more than Michael Jackson. What's happening here? Mm. This is it. it, it this have. is it. We have been. 
but I really do like the progression from the first to second issue so far. Like like we said before, it's only two issues in, not much to cover, but mm-hmm. they did kind of expand on a decent amount of things. Dude, like, a lot has happened in two issues. In the a lot. when they're on the earth, when they're talking about that, that's in the past. It kept saying years ago. So when they show the him on his home planet, is that from now? Is that the present? See, I'm assuming they don't have a time span. That the home planet is the normal story, and it's his past. Okay, but uh, it, again, it's not very clear. First issue, the first couple panels are like a conversation that John Jones is having with, I guess, Diane. Well, I mean, it says, I have a commission to make Diane. The manhunter is not like, it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, what is it? And he goes, something to hide. And then the next panel is, a co- like it says, a couple years ago, you know? So this first two issues is Diane figuring out or finding out that John Jones is John Jones, the Martian manhunter. And then the second issue ends with her shooting him. <laughs> the, the final shot of it was him trying to reach to her to erase her mind because she's not, she shouldn't know this. This mm-hmm. isn't something, some information that she's supposed to have. Right. And then as that happens, he gets shot. <laughs> and then that boom, end. <laughs> but the very first issue, the first couple of panels, is him having a conversation with her like in present time, I guess, mm-hmm. is what it's supposed to be. So what we're seeing is where he first meets Diane, well, been working with Diane for right. a while. They have the whole meetup to where she uncovers that he's Martian Manhunter mm-hmm. due to a car accident and yeah. he caught on fire, which is his number one weakness. Yeah. This like, is weakness of all green he, Martians. As you can see, that's what he looked like when he caught on fire. Yeah. Dude, man, it looks so cool. Intense. The art style, like the way it's drawn of when like him and his wife meld, Mm -hmm. when she brings him out of the car and he's all like melting into goop and then reforming, like man, all that art is incredible. It's excellent. I love it. I like the home planet. I love all this portrayal of that, too. I don't mm-hmm. like the segregation, but I mean, you know, it's... <laughs> it's a very humanistic concept that I guess they're trying to say is like universal. By the way, we're not going to attempt to pronounce the actual like Martian Manhunter like terms and names for stuff. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Definitely. Nope. I would definitely John butcher Jones him. Is all we got. Yeah. All I got is John Jones. I would completely <laughs> so butcher him. But uh, yeah, they go to like this museum and he's telling his son that they... Um, the Martians actually like took uh, like were influenced by the humans. That's the reason that they walk on two feet. John Jones himself took like the the face shape almost of like a Cro Magnon human, like you were yeah. saying, of like a Cro Josh man. Cro Josh man. Yeah, Cro Magnon Josh. Patent pending. <laughs> a Cro Josh man. Yeah, patent pending. <laughs> so they're very like influenced by humans. So it was just trying to say that that's like an influence that has seeped into their society, or like have they always been like that? I don't know. I would assume that I'm wrong on that and it has they've always been like that because it sh- clearly shows that they've been around a lot longer than humans. Yes. A but they lot did longer. they were very fascinated by them. They mm-hmm. they understood what they can do and but for the Martian manhunter people uh, mm-hmm. The green Martians. The green Martians. <laughs> the green flesh. The green flesh. Let's get it right. Green flesh, gold <laughs> flesh, okay. and white flesh. Let's not be racist. <laughs> Let's not be racist. Sorry. I see. I see all same flesh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they they were fascinated by the humans, so they kind of. Mm-hmm learned from them and like took traits that they liked from them while also being superior beings I right mean, yeah they they, they they don't even have to use their words they speak through telepathy <laughs> yeah. they yeah, literally don't that. use words this whole the whole first two issues anytime he's on the martian like that uh, john jones is on his own planet and there's like conversations going on none of it is spoken none of it it's all happening through tele- telepathy which is really cool which is really awesome yeah i mean I, I, you know, I already know like the green martians they all like speak that way and stuff yep. but it's awesome how they did that in the comic mm-hmm and uh, they do say that he is the number, the main manhunter. Like he is the best. They said that in the first issue mm-hmm. when he was attacking the uh, yeah, he's gold also, flesh little thing. He's also not like he's a dirty cop. Uh, yeah, he's a dirty cop. Yes, he <laughs> that is. was that was surprising. That was surprising. You saw mm-hmm. his touching moment with his wife and his mind melding, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Yeah, that I was mean, really cool. Very intense art too. That was, was awesome, really cool. dude. Yes. And she said that like uh, she could tell like 
read his mind that he wanted to have another kid. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's keeping a part of his mind like closed off from her, and he doesn't want her to like have access to it. And his reasoning, he tells her it's a lie, but he tells her it's because he doesn't want to like expose her to all the dark stuff that he sees. But it's because he's a dirty cop and he doesn't want her to know. Yep. And apparently, there's a way that. All of them have that sort of compartment mm-hmm. that hides the secrets. They mentioned mm-hmm. that in there, that there's something that they can actually block off, which I think is crazy that everybody on that planet can read your mind. So it's like, yeah, what, but what do you what? But they have a way they can block but it. But they have like, a way to block some of the information And his wife doesn't off. do it. Nope. She lets him see all of it. Everything. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And I can see why she would be upset about that. You know, you think you found your one, like, and in the second issue your they one touched true Martian. on. Your one Martian. Yep. And in the second issue, they touched on how his parents and brother didn't want them together. Right, yeah, yeah. They were almost like a little Romeo and Juliet yep, going on. Yep. Like, her family didn't like him. They didn't want him together. But in the end, you know, love finds a way. Mm-hmm. Love finds a way. <laughs> love prevails. All right, and he ruined that. Mm-hmm, definitely ruined it. Yeah, but so far, I'm super digging this this series. Mm-hmm. The artwork is fantastic, dude. It's some of the best artwork there is right now. It's I amazing. think it is really crisp. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. It's so trippy and, like, and, oh, man, it's insane. It's odd. I just, I'm so used to a certain <laughs> way of Martian Manhunter right? looking, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like... And then all of a sudden they're like, let's give him a big forehead. And then I get it now. I have a little, <laughs> bit, I have a little bit more respect. That was the main thing. Marshman had a rebirth. Now he's got a big forehead. <laughs> the only difference. Everything let's give else, him a big forehead. Canon. It's in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the movie. Man, I really hope they make a Marshman Hunter movie. Man, we can only hope. The fact that they threw Cyborg in the DCEU over Manhunter blows me away. You tell me you don't have the effects for that? Manhunter is such a better character. Steppenwolf looked great. I mean, you can you tell me you can't do a Martian Manhunter? Get out of here. Manhunter looks so much better than Cyborg. Like, I kind of understand why they did Cyborg after seeing the movie. How it has everything to do with, like, the mother boxes and stuff, and that's what powers Cyborg. That's how he comes to be. So, like, I get all that. It's a a good way to, like, segue into Mm -hmm. Darkseid. But at the same time, we're losing Manhunter. Yeah. Like, he's such a better character. Needless to say, this uh, Martian Manhunter series, incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, two issues in, highly recommend, very much so enjoying it right now. Yep. Got the detective vibes pretty heavily, too, while also mentioning from where he comes from, and it's really nice. Yeah, I like how they're mixing, they're melding <laughs> the story so far right <laughs> now. I like what you did there. Mm-hmm. I like how it's jumping all around, through all like, the different parts of like his life and stuff right now. It's really cool. And um, good luck pronouncing any of the names. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I'm very excited for it. I, that's how people are going to feel when they read my book. Good luck pronouncing anything that's in there. Got the glossary in the back. Legit, there is going to be one. There has to be a glossary (laughs) with a pronunciation guide. Gosh, yep. Omega Level is proudly sponsored by Ink or Die Studios, a unique combination of a tattoo parlor and hair salon. Located at 270 North Dakota Street by Flanagan's, Ink or Die Studios employs the best artists and stylists around. Boasting a friendly atmosphere, helpful, talented, and incredibly creative staff, Ink or Die Studios is the only tattoo shop and hair salon you'll ever need. Stop in, call, or contact them through their social media accounts today to set up an appointment. We're still doing our lead-up to Avengers Endgame, and this week was Captain America Civil War. Woo, another great installment from the Russo Brothers. Which was absolute trash. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for tuning in. And yeah, that's pretty much all we yeah. have to cover. Garbage, uh, garbage movie. Civil garbage War, there was some plots, there was some acting, <laughs> there was some action. Uh, and we're done. And we're done. Yeah, we're good to go. But yeah, Civil War, the third Captain America movie. So I like how Captain America's uh, trilogy was the one that was used to be like mini Avengers movies. Well, that's what makes the Cap great, is that he's able to work with these so many different like people, everybody. and no one really has that delay of like, oh, I can't work with you. Obviously, he and Tony have issues, but... What? I know, it's news. Oh, it, wow. I had no idea. did not see this coming. It's new because, to me. I mean... They seem so buddy-buddy in Age of Ultron, right? <laughs> Great friends, No obviously. competitive nature at all. No, never. Mm, not <laughs> all. Branches off into Civil War, and from the jump, you have Cap and his new team that was introduced at the very end. 
The Secret Avengers. The Secret Avengers. Doing covert ops. Bah, 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 I love it. Yeah, I, mean, I love that. Really that's, say covert. But I, well, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's immediately like the first thing this movie starts off with is the continuation of Age of Ultron. It's Cap out there with the new Avengers yes. team to stop Crossbones, which was awesome. Awesome. Love that they brought brought him back mm-hmm. from Winter Soldier to be Crossbones. That was freaking sweet. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Frank Grillo. And that's his name. Mm-hmm. Crossbones, Frank Grillo. Crossbones. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't or know. Or Grillo, but I think it's Grillo. Yeah. This guy oh, Frank does not know what he's talking oh, about. Oh, Frank poops. We're about to have a civil war. Right here. <laughs> team civil Josh war. or Team Nick? All right, choose now. Always Team Nick. I'm Team Jacob. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought this was. Wait, is this not Twilight? Twilight? I don't what know. What's going it's on? The greatest series ever. Oh, obviously, dude. It was just so progressive. Oh, so 100%. progressive. Yeah. 100%. Just relationship, couple goals. Can we just switch the movie? We're no longer talking about Civil War. <laughs> no, we're we're going to talk Twilight. about the Twilight Saga. <laughs> uh, but going into Civil War, you have them from the jump doing this that wasn't, I guess, sanctioned by mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. issues that's going to come forth, and that was the government trying to control the Avengers. Pretty much. And Tony sided with them. You know, and I get where yeah. he's coming from. You know what I mean? I see why Tony would do that, thinking that he's the cause for all of this stuff, even though they're preventing world disaster from right. happening. Like, so, I, I, I get, he created Ultron. Yes. I get that. You know, yeah. and he feels bad about that. And However, kept it hidden. He didn't create Loki or the Scepter or Asgard or Thanos, which they don't know about yet. He didn't create any of that stuff, and that's the entire first Avengers movie, mm-hmm. is Loki coming to Earth wanting to take over Earth. Like, that's what he wants to do. You know what I mean? He's sitting here by Thanos. Yep. And, Iron Man had nothing to do with that. And they mentioned the lack of control. Like, where is the Asgardian? Where is the Hulk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, first off, Thor's doing his thing because he's a god. <laughs> essentially, dude. Yeah, There's no essentially about it. That boy, a god. What? Thor? Since when? I know it's news. It was recently brought up in New 52. Yeah, this DC. movie is doing some new uh, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was it that said that? Uh, it was the colonel. Yes. Whatever he's like, if I misplaced like, a nuclear warhead Head. weapon, I would have to answer for it. Yeah. They lost Thor, who could destroy the planet. Thor, first off, is like... Fell in love the, with a human woman. He's the watcher of Earth. Yeah. Like, that's what his... Midgard that, is his... That's yeah. what he does. Like, mm-hmm. he, Midgard, which is Earth, is what he watches over. Like, he's the protector. Yes. He's not going to destroy it. He literally came in the first Avengers movie to help stop the destruction of Earth. <laughs> yeah. Falls in love with Natty P. Mm-hmm. With old Natty P. Old Natty P. Oh, I love it. It sucks that she didn't want to come back as Jane Foster, man. Man, I know. Especially with the arc the comics took with Jane Foster. That's what I'm saying. You Becoming don't know Thor. if that's the path mm. that they're going to take, but I mean, that means that you're going to be a front runner for the ne- Dude, like a new phase. If she would have been like in Thor 2 and 3, if she would have agreed to come back, I think those movies would have played out definitely way differently. Probably. They had to incorporate Jane Foster in a huge role in both the movies, and I think at some point she would have picked up Mjolnir and wielded it for a little while to prove that she was worthy in like a fight or something in one of the movies. absolutely think that would have happened. I, I get like Tony's side from yeah. all that, right? Like I get that he feels like he it's his fault because he created Ultron, and Ultron tried to destroy the planet. Like, try to wipe out humans. I, I get that he feels, like, responsible for that. But it's a very selfish motivation. Like, yeah, you feel responsible for it, but now he's trying to shoehorn everybody else into what he feels is right, mm-hmm. which isn't correct. And Cap also is essentially doing the same thing. He's trying to shoehorn into what he feels is right. He feels that a group of people trying to run the Avengers are all going to have their own personal agendas, and it's not going to be good. Like, what happens when there's somewhere we need to be and we can't go? What happens when they send us somewhere that we shouldn't be to help someone do something that shouldn't be done? Yeah, they can't even do a humanitarian mission. Like, mm-hmm. that, even that has to be ran through the council, and then exactly. they still might not even give them the go. Mm-hmm. And you have these two people having opposite opinions, but in the same time have the same nature of mm-hmm. selfishness <laughs> that you are mentioning. If they just sit down and actually, like, 
are willing to hear the other side and be like, okay, I see where you're coming from. Okay, maybe we can get him without, you know, shooting him like you mentioned off screen. But I feel like the progression and how serious this film was taken, there were jokes, no doubt, but it's one of the least joked movies. Oh, yeah, it's definitely one of the most serious ones. Especially Mm -hmm. for a team-up movie. Like, Mm -hmm. man, it was super dark. You have Tony meeting a mother of a fallen child, like, after Mm -hmm. giving this epic speech of also a dark presentation, showing what he should have said to his parents. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you have that whole thing. Awesome, great CGI on young Tony. Yeah, it looked really good. You know what good. I mean? That was pretty really good. good. That was pretty solid. Speaking of the young CGI, the way that Nick Fury looks in the Captain Marvel Ooh. movie, Ooh, that technology definitely took a leap. The future <laughs> is here. <laughs> yeah, like you had said, I said off screen. I wanted to mention that real quick. I'd never really had this issue until this past time when I watched Civil War. This is probably like my fifth, maybe sixth time watching it. And I just felt that there should have been a scene somewhere towards the beginning-ish of the movie where Cap tried to talk to the military leaders, and he was like, look, let me go get Bucky and bring him in. We're friends. Like, well, we used to be friends, and he saved me at the end of, like, at the end of Winter Soldier, he pulls Cap out of the water. So, obviously, he's got some, like, reminiscent feelings again, like, for him. And in the beginning of the movie, Crossbones tells him he remembered you, and then we wiped his brain again, you know? So, like, he knows, like, there's president that he remembers uh, cap. Mm-hmm. So like, let me go get him and bring him in. Obviously, that conversation would have gone the way you would expect, where they'd be like, no, we're going to do it ourselves. And then the rest of the movie would have played out. I just felt it was a very missed opportunity to show Cap being Cap. And they just didn't do it. See, I, I just feel I like know. it was... I, I see where you're coming from. And I feel like that Cap was so headstrong in this movie that he was like, doesn't matter what happens, this is my friend. I just lost my, you know... Yeah, just my, lost Peggy. The love of his life. Yeah. Uh, dealing with that he's losing people from his past and Bucky's really the only thing that's still around oh, from his yeah, past yeah. minus Red Skull in Infinity War yeah he's still there he's still there I don't think Cap's gonna be too happy Dexter to see the soul him stone, man. let's go Cap's you know? not gonna be exactly happy <laughs> no no but Skull. it's like you know he realizes that he still has a war to fight and that's what Cap is <laughs> and Tony finally brought that out to him Cap has not said he won't admit that he like can't can't not cannot he can't not fight. He can't not fight. <laughs> I hate using that. But, uh, he needs a war. But he needs a war. And finally he got that out of him because Tony mentioned something too like that he's never mentioned. And then Cap, on the other hand, said the same thing. And to have them both go forward and kind of agree. Hmm? I saw that. <laughs> Jeff saw that. It doesn't matter. We Don't all. you talk to Jeff. <laughs> For all our listeners, I'm so sorry. You can't yeah. see the face that I'm giving this man right mm-hmm. now. Uh, but to have them kind of fight the whole movie. That's what the point of Civil War was. It was the introduction of uh, Spider-Man. You get to see Ant-Man after his solo movie. Introduction of uh, T'Challa. T'Challa as awesome. well. Oh. Mm, I love it. Chadwick Boseman, man. Dude, Great. he kills it, bro. That Absolutely. Guy, that guy's an amazing actor, period. Yes, he is. Amazing. He was amazing in 42. And, uh, Get on up and get on up. Yeah, he yeah. was great in that too. Absolutely. Like just biopics, apparently. Really? But this and guy's as soon gonna as do. He was even casted as Black Panther. I'm like, Dude, oh, immediately. I was like, yes. oh, we got Jackie Robinson up in here. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, a great, great casting choice. But yeah, we we get the introduction of Spidey into the MCU. The introduction of Black Panther into the MCU. We get the the and Black Panther's introduction was sad. I mean, you watch his very father sad, bro. Die. You get to see you have to see T'Chaka die. Man. Yeah. King T'Chaka. Yep. Come on. And then we get King King T'Challa immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Without the fruit. Which no, is not yeah, brought in yeah, with the mm-hmm. So that's just him in a suit being just a BA. Yeah, you that's, know just, yeah, Bad that's just ex. him already being awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's just already awesome. Uh-huh. And then like we get the, the introduction of the budding relationship between Falcon and Winter Soldier, which oh, is going to lead into their TV nice. show. This is how genius Kevin Feige is. They just announced that show at the end of last year. Civil War, he was already planting the seeds. 2016, yeah. Already planting the seeds. Dude, they're... The way they do stuff yeah, is there genius. might be some small little oversights genius. like Thanos looking different over the time, but that's leading up to 10 years. Yeah, right. Where that's are we just... going with this? Let's build off a universe, you know, a movie at a time, movie at a time. Exactly. And I feel like they do work on 
like they're thinking of two main story arcs at the same time moving forward. I think way more than that. Kevin Feige. So? I mean, true. They Kevin Feige so even said that, like, when they did the first Iron Man, he was already trying to think ahead of like the plant seed. Obviously, he didn't know how successful it would be, but once it came out and it was a mad success, he immediately every movie after that was trying to plant seeds to set up the future. Every one of them, he already saw how he wanted it to go. He's like, all right. We can tie everything in together. We yeah. can make a whole universe. Especially with like, the, oh, I was so surprised and also glad that they brought the Guardians into the whole mix, too. Dude, I love that they did that. Obviously worried about them going forward. I won't touch on that. Well, Kevin uh, Feige said that the third movie will happen. It is happening. Okay. It's just having to be delayed with trying to find a director and all. Okay. Yeah, okay. And then they got to bring a director on. The director also has like like the screenplay they had. Yeah. Obviously, Marvel gets to say so. They could be like, no, you're doing what we said. See, but they're not going to have but as much control as James that. Gunn. No, definitely he not. Actually it was, was like, Gunn's he, project. Yeah, James Gunn got the final say mm-hmm. on most of that. Yeah, obviously, Feige was involved and be like, well, I like that. But it, James Gunn, Guardians was James yeah, Gunn. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Dude, James Gunn is writing Suicide Squad, too. Is that confirmed? Because um, I know it's it was in sure. and out most. Okay, okay. Pretty he's sure. just pinning the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. he's he's. I don't think he's directing. Uh, <laughs> I think he should. But regardless, he is doing work for Warner Brothers in DC, which was a smart pickup. Okay. I heard he was also doing his own solo. He is doing his own little thing. It's coming out soon, I think. Too. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So I love how in Civil War, it's like we we're talking about the introduction of all these different things. It's also the introduction of tr- starting to fully show who Wanda really is mm, and how powerful the she power. actually is, right? So Vision is an infinity stone. Yes. <laughs> That's what he is. Mm-hmm. He is the mind stone, Raw. So she just completely deactivates his ability to phase and shoves him all the way down through the earth. I mean, Just controls and contorts his body and does what she wants down. because she can control the stone. She can manipulate... An infinity stone. What? What? No one's doing that. Thanos isn't manipulating infinity what? stones. What? Only her. That's insane, bro. That's insane. And she has a moment in Infinity War. Not, we'll touch on that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, and she showcased that, puts Vision in his place, and she also, they don't really make a big point of showing her power, but at the same time, they do. Yeah, and they have like, the whole look how powerful the, this is. Yeah, and they finally get to the fight of, you know, the cat the, the, versus Tony. Yeah, the big or, uh, airport fight. She yeah, doesn't do a airport. lot in it. She doesn't do a lot, but it definitely shows how strong she is, throwing yeah. things, catching things, mm-hmm. stuff like that, with just little boom, boom. But I mean, I, I get on one hand, she's very new to this, so she yes. doesn't know exactly what she can do, but it also, to me, seems like Joss Whedon almost wrote everybody into a corner when he introduced Scarlet Witch. <laughs> yeah, they're like, dang it, like, Joss. You just brought in someone that can rewrite reality like that. <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to use this character? Like, I, huh? And I did think that for the Russo brothers to actually have their hands on her more than mm-hmm. what Joss Whedon did, because, you know, she was a villain in, in Ojo yeah, Ultron. You know yeah. I mean? mm-hmm. And then she obviously had a revelation that she was doing the wrong thing. Ultron yeah, wanted Ultron something wanted way humanity. more. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't trying to fix the world. Was no. trying to just nope. control the world and make a new world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was obviously, I love that they're touching on their relationship with Vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my issues with her accent not yeah, being near it, as thick. It's being like phased out. Yeah, you, it's still there. It's very it's apparent, but it's not near as like thick as what she nope. was doing and, and, in Age of Ultron. And like, then in Infinity boom. War, it's almost completely gone. In Infinity War, it's yeah. almost completely gone. But I like to think, personal theory, that she's been around the Mind Stone for so long, so maybe that's altering how she's able to speak. Because he's like very, theory. you know what I mean? With his, his dictation is very, boom, to the point. Mm-hmm. Like, Vision so is very... Like, uh, Changing her, he's boom exactly, and mm-hmm. he's, he's compassion, man, and he's kind of like making sure that she doesn't become wild, doesn't give into these dark forces that they have inside of her. They haven't said she's a mutant, but she's a freaking mutant. Actually, uh, somehow, somehow this escaped me. There is a retcon not very long ago in Marvel that changed Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. They are not mutants, what? and they're not Magneto's kids anymore. And that's canon. Yeah, what I are, really hate that retcon. 
Yeah, I, I just read like, about this the that. other day. Like it was that. like an article I read was like uh, retcons that you that no one likes or whatever, or retcons that fans hated, and that was one of them. I was like, Personally, what? how did I, I miss that? I could kind of get past the mutant thing, but the lack of Magneto, I don't. Yeah, like Magneto's that. not their father anymore. Once they acquire Fox, they'll have the X Men. Exactly, they'll have Ma- Magneto back in that man. I really hate that like they did a retcon that they're not mutants, and they did it so it'd be more in line with the MCU. Uh, they, didn't have, okay. they didn't have the property of Fox yeah, movies at the time, yeah. but I think that was really stupid. So now Magneto in the comics only has one kid. It's just Polaris. Give it a year when they acquire him, and then they'll be like, well, <laughs> she's a mutant again. I, yeah, I really hope they like retcon the retcon and turn yes. back into a mutant. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah. Civil War, uh, I thought it was excellent. Avengers 2.5, really, really awesome little mini Avengers movie. Very solid, yep. very serious. Uh Sad at moments, not Very, you know, yeah. not a tearjerker, but it's a great movie. Really awesome like action scenes. I think it's honestly Dude. the best mm-hmm. ensemble for the entire group, acting wise. Like so. as they all portrayed, yes. Uh, Scarlet Witch was fantastic. Vision mm-hmm. was fantastic. Cap was fantastic. Tony, I mean, I can go through the list. Mm-hmm. And Scarlet Widow or Scarlet Widow, <laughs> Scarlet Widow, <laughs> new character just made her up, <laughs> uh, patent pending. Uh, Black Widow. Black Widow. Uh, oddly enough, she was great in this, but underutilized a bit. Underutilized mm-hmm. and. But it wasn't Joss Whedon's fault. Mm. <laughs> also, really like how how Baron was done. Yes, really, really like that. Like when I first read that the, when they were first making the movie that he was going to be the villain, I was like, "Ooh, that's kind of like a an over the top campy villain to be bringing into the MCU." But I like how they did his character. Like, just a, he's just a man that was a military person that lost his family in Sokovia, and now he wants revenge. See, I felt like he played more of a backdrop and didn't really it, well, he bring was, anything to the table. He was a backdrop. At the very but, end, you have T'Challa mm-hmm. kind of like. Showing compassion, finally not seeking revenge and being mm-hmm. like, "This isn't right." Boom, yep. and it and it kind of, I mean, he stopped him from shooting himself, yeah. so he put his hand on the He's gun. Like, no. The dude was going to kill him. You so. don't get to go out this yeah. way. I, I like how they did it. I like, uh, I, I thought his performance, Daniel Brawl, the actor, I thought his yep. performance was very good. He was very much like a background villain. He's really just the catalyst to move things forward. Yeah, like the conflict that's, is Cap and Tony. Yep, the whole that was that's yeah. technically was the main antagonist mm-hmm. slash protagonist mm-hmm. was them. You could view him either way. Whoever exactly. you side with is your protagonist. The opposite is antagonist. Exactly. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. And, and I think that, Dude, that was final, represented pretty well. That final fight scene's fantastic. With Ooh. Cap, Tony, and Winter Soldier. Oh, Ooh, so absolutely. Good. So good. Uh, nobody talks this much during a fight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, with Spidey. Spider-Man. That was God. awesome. Best Great. Spider-Man on the planet. No, I think so, too. Tom Holland kills it, bro. Absolutely. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up right there. Thanks for tuning in to Omega Level, to Comic Talk once again. We appreciate all of y'all tuning in and listening to us or watching us, however it is that you're digesting and taking in the show. Um, make sure you hit up all of our social medias. Follow us, like us, subscribe, all that good stuff on everything. We are on Facebook as Omega Level Podcast. We are on the Anchor app as Omega Level, which is how you can listen to us. Um, that also connects through to like iTunes and everything else, like Google Podcasts, all that crap. We're also on um, Twitter as a, at Omega Level P. Cast, and <laughs> Pcast, like pecan, and mm. we're <laughs> we're on Instagram as Omega underscore Level underscore Podcast, all lowercase, and we're also on YouTube as Omega Level Podcast. So yeah, make sure you hit up us, hit up a. Wow! Hit up, hit up, if you interrupt me again, I'm make sorry. Sure, I'm rude. <laughs> make sure you hit us up on all of our social medias. Let us know what you think about the show. What do you think about the Martian Manhunter series? If you haven't read it, does this make you want to check it out? Because it should. If it doesn't, you're an idiot. Uh, what do you think? Of, what do you think of Civil War? How excited are you to be in the game? Yeah, hit us up and let us know. Do you have any uh, comic series that you think that we should be reading that we should check out? Drop us a line. Let us know. Tell us Josh is fat. One hundred percent fat. Hmm? Hundy. Stay skinny.